Okay, so hi, I'm Michaela, and this is RetroTap. Now, if you saw the episode I did prior to this one, it was about celebrity culture. Well, this time I'm going to go more in detail into that topic and talk about some of the celebrities that I do support or I used to support that have controversies under their belt. I'm also going to be talking about the general consensus from Twitter, so I'm not going to be using any direct quotes from anybody, but I have done my research and gathered the fair um, general opinion, if you will. I will also be referencing some conversations that a friend of mine and I had. Uh, I got full permission, by the way. Um, And um, we basically just talked about the situation a little more in detail. And um, so, yeah, that's what's going to be happening over the next however long I decide to make this. Anyways, let's start. So first, I want to reiterate my belief that cancel culture and accountability culture are two separate things. Cancel culture is using your influence as a, as a community to get these people out of the public sphere, whether it be boycotting movies so that directors don't want to work with them because they're costing the productions money, whether it be not listening to their music, so they're obviously not going to earn as much anymore, whether it be stop streaming their YouTube videos, whatever may have you. Council culture is about taking people who have, quite frankly, committed crimes without doing just time and rehabilitation, and taking them away from the public sphere. For example, abusers, um, pedophiles, etc. These people are the ones who need to be out of the public sphere. A great example of this is Shane Dawson and his 2020 cancellation. Now, Shane Dawson was a big creator on YouTube for pretty much as long as the platform has been a platform. And he was very, very, very high up in the YouTube um, hierarchy, if you will. He was one of the creators that everybody knew and pretty much everybody watched. And that caught up to him because when people started discovering his old stuff, you know, people who were honestly little kids like myself, I was a little kid when he made this content and now that I have a brain for myself now that you know high school or whatever and you realize what's right from wrong you can realize hey this person that I started watching you know in elementary school middle school whatever may have you did some pretty messed up things a while back you know like oh it's been 10 years I get that People can change. But 
In Shane Dawson's case, it was bestiality, it was pedophilia, it was racism. These are things that you don't just change from without showing significant change. You know, like he had racist characters whose merchandise was on his website until days after he got canceled. And and I wish I was lying about this. I wish I was not telling the truth about this. But that's the sad reality. The sad reality is that he didn't show change. And that's why people on the internet took steps to cancel him. That is a cancellation. An example of somebody being held accountable would be Lynn Miranda. Now, Lynn Miranda has created some great musicals, my favorite being In the Heights. And In the Heights, the movie just came out, uh, let's see, about a week ago at the time of recording. And um, the first thing a lot of people noticed is it tells the story, a very unique story to Latino people in America, but it's centered in Washington Heights right? A predominantly Afro-Latino area. You see where I'm going with this. So people were outraged that there was little to no Afro-Latino representation in the film. Everybody in the film was a light or brown-skinned Latino person, which wouldn't be bad in itself because it's giving representation to an already marginalized group of people. However, It does become a problem when you're telling a story about an area and you're not showing people, like you're not showing an honest representation of what the area looks like. I see, I saw a lot of people on Twitter rebuttaling this like, oh, well, if you're so for representation, then why didn't Black Panther have any Afro-Latino people? And to that I say, Black Panther was set in Africa in a way that black people in general can relate to the struggles, whether you be African, American, whatever you descend from, you can see it on the screen and feel represented in yourself. It's also a fictional country that is a culture bend of East African countries. So I'm really confused as to why we would need Afro-Latino people in an African country. You, you, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's not, it's all very circumstantial. Now, when people were bringing this up, Lynn Miranda did make a Twitter apology and I, I just want to, I haven't read his Twitter apology yet. I, um, I was just trying to see what people were saying about Lynn Miranda and I, I decided not to read it yet. I decided to wait until everything calmed down and then I was going to go in and I guess explain my thoughts. 
So it starts out, I started writing in the heights because I didn't feel seen. Understandable. And over the past 20 years, all I wanted was for us, all of us, to feel seen. I am seeing the discussion around Afro-Latino representation in our film this weekend, and it is clear that many in our dark-skinned Afro-Latino community don't feel sufficiently represented within it, particularly among the leading roles. I can hear the hurt and frustration over colorism of feeling still unseen and feedback. I hear that without sufficient dark-skinned Afro-Latino representation, the work feels extractive of the community we wanted to represent with pride and joy. I'm, in trying to paint a mosaic of the community, we fell short. I am truly sorry. I am learning from the feedback. I thank you for raising it, and I'm listening. I'm trying to hold space for both incredible pride that we made in the movie and our accountability for the shortcomings. Thank you for your honest feedback. I promise to do better in my future projects, and I am dedicated to learning and evolving. We all have to do to make sure we are honoring our diverse and vibrant community. That is accountability culture. He realized that he messed up with what he did. He realized that it made people feel uncomfortable. It made people feel like they didn't belong. And he apologized for it. Can he correct it? No, the movie's already out. It's been out for about a week now. You you can't recast now. You can't do this and that. That That's... It is what it is now. But it's great to see him acknowledge it. And it shows that accountability works. Nobody's canceling Lynn Miranda. They simply brought up some problems that they had with how diversity was being shown in his movie. And that's that. That's that. That is how simple a situation can be can be taken accounted for. You see what I'm saying? That's how simple it is to have a fully That's how simple it is to have a fully realized conversation about about being accountable for things that you've done to make people feel invalidated or wrong them. Now, another example of this, and this is on the opposite side of the spectrum, actually. This is something that the person hasn't taken accountability for this, but at the same time, it's a gray area. And we're actually going to talk about a few small controversies that this person has been through. And this person is Sebastian Stan. Now, like I said before, pretty much everybody that I mention in this podcast, I currently like, have liked, or, you know, I've just liked the person's content at one point in time or another. And, um... Currently, he's going through a scandal because he mocked Buddhism in one of his Instagram posts. Now, a lot of people see it that way. But when you look at the... When you look at the response for people who actually practice Buddhism, 
It's a lot different than a general response. The response from people who practice Buddhism is one of two things. I didn't find it offensive, or this is slightly offensive, but we don't know his relationship with the religion. And both are fair points. Can I say anything about it? No, because I don't practice the religion. But am I going to listen to the people who do practice the religion? Yes. And what are they saying? Half are saying it's fine. The other half are saying it's not really fine, but we don't know his relationship with the religion. See what I'm saying? So that's why accountability culture is so important. That's why you never really can call somebody out for something that's You can call them out for racism, for sexism, whatever may have you. You can call them out for being discriminatory. But you can never truly call somebody out for things like... I will get to that in a second, actually. I will get to that in a second. Um, The second thing is that... um, His girlfriend is slightly racist. And uh, she's not slightly racist. She is racist. Um, But um, I understand how it falls on him in a sense because you don't ever want to see your favorite people, your favorite actors, actresses, YouTubers, singers, whatever, defending racism. But at the same time, His girlfriend's faults are not his own. And people are like, oh, well, he's blocking certain people for calling him out. And I get that. That's definitely not okay. But at the same time, the same people that he's blocking are the people who are sending constant harassment and death threats. And even though the racism is not... No, no, you, you honestly deserve to be called out for the racism. Nobody deserves to be told to die. And and that's what people aren't comprehending. Nobody's saying that he's right in blocking these fans because they're calling him out. Well, really, they're calling his girlfriend out, which, again, it's just a whole mess. Because, like, you want to see him take stand, you know, to make sure he's not defending a racist. But at the same time, he's not the one being racist. Do you get what I'm saying? So that 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 really is the point that kind of makes me really divided on the situation. You know, you, you really do want to see him calling out the racism in his everyday life. But at the same time, don't act like you're all high and mighty online when you have a racist boyfriend in real life, when you have a racist girlfriend in real life, you know? These are real-life people, and am I saying that he's right in this situation? Absolutely not. Am I saying that he does have a right to his privacy and people, you know, sending death threats to him and his girlfriend aren't necessarily the best thing to do, regardless of the racism and defending or whatever? That's absolutely what I'm saying. So my general thoughts on this is that 
you can look up the controversies he's been in. You know, unlike Shane Dawson, where pretty much everybody knows the controversy, and Lynn Miranda, where it's only really this one huge controversy, there's a couple of mini controversies surrounding Sebastian Stan. And you can look those up. You can form your opinions on them. But from what I've seen, half of them are honestly human error mistakes. You know? And those are the ones that are probably insensitive. But the people who sh- who are affected by it, you know, the people who should be offended, the people in those cultures and sexualities and genders, etc., the people who identify as those things are saying it's fine. So you need to listen to the people in the culture because I promise you some things that you find offensive really aren't. And honestly, make your whole opinions about this. I'm not trying to sound like an apologist for any one of these people at all. But I think cancel culture has gotten so misconstrued that honestly he made a point in um the variety panel for the disney plus shows a couple of weeks like maybe like a week or two ago and he said that he couldn't move a piece of paper from one side of the room to the other without somebody making a comment about it and at first i kind of thought like that's kind of a jab towards your fans who are you know calling you out making you accountable for things but then I looked on Twitter and I saw everybody who was just you know like calling him like cracked out body shaming him etc and I'm kind of like he's not wrong I've noticed this about everybody I've talked about so far and everybody I will talk about you know Shane Dawson he's getting body shamed so horribly and while I don't I don't think that he's a great person Nobody deserves to be body shamed. And your friends who are insecure in themselves are going to see you body shaming people online and they're going to be like, is that what you really think of me? Who knows, maybe I might say something that slightly upsets you and you just go off on me. And I don't think it's right at all. I don't think saying or doing offensive things automatically warrants you body shaming, racism, xenophobia, homophobia, transphobia, etc. I don't think your shortcomings I don't think your shortcomings makes you deserve targeted hatred based off of something that you cannot control. And, and that's the biggest reason why I made the first video. And that's the reason why I'm making this one. I'm not defending what a lot of these people are saying or doing or what they've done, did. Because honestly, it's not my place. And I have my opinions about it. You know my opinions because I just told you, you know. I have my opinions about it. People have their opinions about it. And again, I'm not here to defend anybody because... Every single one of these people have messed up, even if it's not in the way that I'm talking about right now. They have messed up. But he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. And that's what makes this so aggravating. 
because he's genuinely not wrong. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today and we were talking about this whole situation and she she was kind of like you know i i honestly think that a lot of the things that these people people have done aren't aren't great aren't great at all but it's being blatantly misinterpreted and people switch up so quickly you know it's like oh well I was always iffy about person xyz in the first place or like how I sleep knowing I was never a fan of this but then you'll know them in real life and you'll know that's the complete opposite of who they are you know what I'm saying you you being a person who makes mistakes does not warrant hatred on things you cannot control. A lot of these are mistakes. A lot of these are human mistakes. A lot of these are heat of the moment things. And some things that these people have done regarding social media is honestly a wild card. I give people the benefit of the doubt on social media. Because sometimes you'll scroll and you'll like things and you didn't notice you'll like things until somebody's like, hey, why did you like this? Or why did you follow this person? And you're like, oh, I never realized that, you know? Not saying everything deserves the benefit of the doubt, but social media-wise, I would take every scandal with somebody on Twitter or Instagram, etc. with a grain of salt. Because these things can be easily photoshopped. These things can just be a big misconception. And I'm not saying, you know, like, don't take, like, you know, like, online pedophilia accusations seriously, you know? Um, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying stuff like, oh, well, this person liked a post that was kind of not okay. You know, I, I give people like that the benefit of the doubt, you know? Especially, like, if you see, like, a tweet... Or an Instagram story and it's kind of like talking about the person allegedly said something. I'm just saying, if it's alleged, you should keep it in the back of your mind. So you can see if people's behaviors repeat. But you should never take it as truly fact. Because you can always fabricate alleged stories. And by alleged, I mean no screenshots whatsoever. I'm ta- If I'm talking alleged and it's a legal situation, but screenshots are provided, absolutely. But if it's alleged with no proof of anything, take it with a grain of salt. Like, if it's only one person, too. Like, you know, like, not even, like, multiple testimonies or whatever. If it's one person saying all of this. Quick thing. The end of the first section got cut off, so basically all it was to say was that take everything that's alleged with a grain of salt unless there's screenshots and multiple people to back it up, because if one person is just saying, hey, allegedly this person said this and this and this, there's no way to prove that it's right or not, you don't know the relation to the person, etc., etc., 
So you know how social media can easily falsify things. But if it's multiple people coming forward with different things and screenshots, it's more than likely credible. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so the first half was about accountability culture versus a cancel culture. And it was some lighter scandals with the exception of Shane Dawson. This one, we're going to get into some deeper scandals, but it's nothing too, too, too terrible. Um... I will, however, put a trigger warning for racism, racial slurs, and ableism. So, I guess we can start with the racial slurs, and we can start with Anthony Ramos. So, late December 2020, or was it November? I don't remember my exact dates, but I do remember it was in the Christmas season time frame, very vividly. And Anthony Ramos had went on an Instagram live. Now, for those of you who don't know who Anthony Ramos is, Anthony Ramos is a musician. He's an actor. He was on Broadway for Hamilton, playing, um, originating the roles of Philip Hamilton and John Lawrence in Hamilton. He's been in stuff like A Star is Born, He was on um, the She's Gotta Have It reboot on Netflix. He's been in a couple of things that are pretty well-performing, I'm not going to lie. And um, he has an EP out, or an album out. He's about to release his second album. He was in the In the Heights movie that I was just talking about. So he's he's pretty well-accomplished, I'll say that. But one of the biggest scandals of his career was the live he got on that live in um like i said in november december 2020 <laughs> november december um 2020 um yeah 2020 and um he was obviously intoxicated and he said the n word now Like I was saying, he's really accomplished in all of this stuff, but he's also not black. Or at least he, yeah, he's not black. He, he, he said he's not a black man. He's not black. So that's inherently problematic in itself. And A lot of people were not here for him. A lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, I thought, you know, his dad was black. And honestly, if he is, that's great. But if you publicly say you're not black, you should not get to reap the benefits of using language that only black people can use. You get what I'm saying? And he gave a very... um, Halfway done apology. I'm not going to read it all because I feel like I've read too many apologies already. One is too many. <laughs> but, and then I have some more stuff coming up. But, um, it was very coded in, 
oh, well, that's just how I was raised. I'll do better. Stuff like that. But a lot of people were really mad. A lot of people were like, how can you claim to be so for us if you're using language that is inherently against us? And that's where that big controversy comes in. And as much as I would love to give him the benefit of the doubt, because, you know, he was drunk. Words like that just don't slip out. See what I'm saying? It's obviously something that you do in conscious states, too, in fully aware conscious states, too. Because words like that just don't flow. And I mean, it took him a while to adjust the situation, too. So he was obviously aware that what he did was not great. You get what I'm saying? He was obviously aware of that. And I think that was honestly really disheartening for his fans to see. Um, you know, I still listen to his music. You know, I mean, I, I have his record. It would kind of be a waste to not listen to a $25 record, you know? But I still listen to his music from time to time. I haven't watched the In the Heights movie yet, but I am totally going to do that in a few days. Um, you know, but I think people deserve time to learn and grow. And am I going to say that I'm like a super fan of his? Absolutely not. Am I going to say I like his stuff though? I, I like, I like it a fair bit. I, I, I just don't know if I could ever be a fan like that again because of how... He went about this situation. Next person, and this actually goes hand in hand, is Sia and Leslie Odom Jr. Now, Sia is definitely the main perpetrator in this, but Leslie is not innocent. So, for all of you guys that remember, it was like this huge, huge internet scandal Sia came out with her movie, Music, starring Maddie Ziegler, who, by the way, is not autistic. Or at least she's not nonverbal. You never know, you know? But, um, that sounded really, really, really bad. I'm just saying, you never know what somebody's non- physical traits show but um she's not nonverbal, and she had to play a nonverbal character in the movie and there's just this whole discourse on their relationship already how it seems borderline grooming but that's besides the point i'm trying to make here besides the point completely um it's the fact that The movie was obviously not a good representation on top of the fact that Sia worked with Autism Speaks and many fans made Sia aware that that's not a good company to work, you know, that's not a good organization to work with because they try to find a cure instead of trying to fund research into seeing more of how it works and how 
You know, like, you don't even need to fund research like that. You really just need to help families who... work to research that's really what it is to understand autism more it's not something that needs to be cured it's something that needs to be understood and that's what the research would do but they try they try to cure it and sia didn't listen to the fans sia ended up blocking fans who said or did anything to be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that, you know? Um, but, you know, I mean, you... And then Leslie participated in some scenes that are honestly really graphic and horrible, as well as, you know, just overall, just... You're an adult on the set of a movie that's obviously exploiting somebody who's barely legal on top of telling a story that's nowhere near accurate to the purpose it's trying to serve. You get what I'm saying? It's obviously not accurate. And instead of being rational and saying, of course, we have no idea what went on behind the scenes. But the fact that you're not publicly stating that you denounce what happened in the film and instead are actively participating in scenes like that, if you don't know what scene I'm talking about, look it up, but at your own discretion. I will give a trigger warning for restraint. That's it. But, um... If you're not going to vocally come out against that, you you see what I'm saying? It's honestly terrible. And like I said before, these are people that I am fans of, were fans of, whatever. A lot of these people I cannot be a fan of anymore, you know? Shane Dawson, no, I cannot be a fan of Shane Dawson anymore. I started disliking him towards the end of his success but I can never be a fan of him again you know Lynn Miranda there's just a whole little subcategory of things that kind of makes me not want to be a fan of him Anthony Ramos you know I like his music enough you know Sebastian Stan I will say I'm a fan of his work you know, Leslie Odom Jr., I really want to be a fan of his, but I don't think I can. You know, Sia, I used to be a fan. And finally, last but not least, we have Scarlett Johansson herself. I used to be a fan of Scarlett Johansson. I want to be a fan of Scarlett Johansson, but I physically cannot let myself be a fan of Scarlett Johansson. Because... Of racism. So y'all remember Ghost in a Shell, right? Right. Well, that was severely whitewashed, a severely whitewashed film. And Scarlett was basically like, you know, okay, I'm trying to find exactly her quote. 
Now, I can't find the exact quote on the articles that I'm looking at, but it was something along the lines of, you know, like, I should be able to play whatever role I want, stuff like that. You know, there was a couple of other roles that she's gotten major backlash for, um, Ghost in the Shell being the main driving factor that everybody brings up when they talk about her and her problematic aspects. And um, honestly, I don't think the... I do not think the criticism is unwarranted. Do I feel like Scarlett Johansson needs to be canceled? No. And let me tell you why. As much as Scarlett Johansson says these really problematic and racist things she's also really confusing because she goes and does the exact opposite sometimes you know she she can recognize her privilege when she wants to you know she can call out award shows when she wants to but Calling it out is not enough if you're participating in the cycle of abuse yourself. And that's the problem with Scarlett Johansson. That's the problem. Calling out people's... Calling stuff out. Calling toxic behavior. Calling, you know, a racist industry calling this stuff out has no significance if you are somebody who is directly benefiting from whitewashing from yellow face that's what i have to say about scarlett johansson i'm not going on a full tangent about her, quite frankly. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say about... No, I, I, don't, I don't have anything to say about her anymore. No. I will say, though, I think it's really funny that she said she could play a tree if she wanted to. Like, basically, slightly out of context, but that's really what it meant. And that's just funny. But, um, aside from the people that I talked about and planned out and scripted and all that, um... A lot of backlash has been coming on, so, okay, both, no, I'm not going to talk about that, because that's a bit too controversial, I'm not going to lie, so I'm not going to talk about that. What I will say, though, is that stop expecting your favorites to be perfect. Nobody's perfect, and... If you expect celebrities to be perfect, you set yourself up for failure when they obviously mess up. A lot of these cancellations 
are things that people in your real life do. But you don't call it out because you expect them to be normal people. You expect them to have mistakes. But you call it the celebrities because you make it seem like celebrities cannot have their days. Celebrities cannot have their mistakes. And if you call them out and you are not somebody who has a right to feel offended about the situation, anybody can feel offended by a situation. But not everybody can tell other people how they should feel. Nobody really can. But if you understand the cultural significance behind something or the racial significance, whatever, if you understand it and you are somebody who's affected by it, You call it out and people are going to listen to you. People are going to listen to what you have to say because it will make sense in the context of somebody who has been hurt or offended by those words. By what has been said. And that's all I have to say about it. Um, I I really hope you enjoyed the episode. It's kind of rambly. It's not as long as the first one, but significantly longer than the second one. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I really did enjoy making it. I, I definitely did. I, I find celebrity culture something that I really like to talk about and I really like to research And, of course, you know, if you want any topics in the future or I can do a part two to this series with more celebrities and their controversies as long as it's not too much because, you know, I I, I am in high school. You know, I don't really want to be talking about people who belong in jail cells, you know, but... um. As long as, you know, just, just like leave comments or give feedback, I would absolutely love that. And I will see you next time. Bye.